When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. See the rookie quarterback Brock Purdy out of fake pressure coming. Purdy, deck. 49ers, Brock Purdy, how did they react? Test today showed a tear of the UCL. Brock Purdy, again, his injury timeline will affect things. This is the problem. A team that just went through so many quarterbacks now has major quarterback questions going into the 2023 season. Where am I? But don't adjust your set. It's not the 6 o'clock Sports Center just yet. Kevin Nagati filling in for Laura Rutledge for the next couple days here on NFL Live. Great to have Super Bowl experience here. Ryan See, Clark, Teddy Brisky. Welcome back. Thank you. It's Man, this feels like when you. I first started. Oh, Welcome back into the studio. <laughs> I appreciate you having me. Also, Marcus Spears joining us. Our guy, ton of defense to discuss. But first, let's start with some news on the offensive side. Adam Schefter, you heard his voice reporting. Rookie quarterback Brock Purdy suffering a torn UCL. That's expected to sideline him for six months. So any type of spring competition with Trey Lance is out the door as of right now. Now, we also had Purdy speaking moments ago saying there's a scenario where he can start throwing the football after three months. That's one scenario. He has options. He's going to go through MRI scans. He'll make a decision very soon. So we will wait on that. In the meantime, let's just talk about this. Three months to start throwing as one option. All right. Well, you know why he's putting that option out there? Like, hey, guys, hey, guys, you can wait. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> exactly, because this discussion features a lot of topics here. What would you do right now as a Brock Purdy? Has he done enough to earn the starting spot next season? When you look at the consecutive win streak of the San Francisco 49ers with Brock Purdy, not losing a game that Brock Purdy has started and finished healthy yeah. for this team, you say to yourself, yes, he has done enough to get you to the NFC Championship. But let's think about the team we're talking about. We're talking about the San Francisco 49ers who went to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo and were probably one Jimmy Garoppolo completion to Emmanuel Sanders away for beating the Kansas City Chiefs. Jimmy Garoppolo who takes them to an NFC championship and he doesn't even get to compete for the job. You give up first round picks to move up to three to get Trey Lance. And with Brock Purdy, I see the same thing. You're always going to think you can get somebody better, mm. someone more talented. So what? So how do the San Francisco 49ers see him? I see him as their starter, but do they agree? There's one guy out there who's got a lot of jewelry sitting there, and he's a Bay Area native. And yeah. R.C., of course, talking yeah. about them looking to get somebody better. And uh, you know him. Uh, so. The name Tom Brady. <laughs> when, when you hear about right. this Don't roll your eyes, right. Teddy. You I'm, just say? Say? <laughs> I'm just saying, that's, of course, that's the obvious question of where we're going to go because, I mean, Brock Purdy say he was still healthy, right? I mean, this, this wouldn't be a discussion. It's like he would be holding back Tom Brady from going back to the yep. Bay, Area, Bay Area and playing for the Niners. But now this elbow injury opens up Pandora's box in terms of is he going to be ready? Is, is Tom Brady coming in? If I'm Brock Purdy, it's like, what else do I have to do? Yeah. I mean, I went on the road. I run at, when went at home. I came off the bench. You know what I can do now. So shouldn't I have some type of commitment? Mm. And I don't know what it is, RC, but, yeah, they always are looking for a, a better yeah. sort of uh, 
combination at quarterback, but this San Francisco 49ers situation is the one that would stoke Tom Brady's fire. Heck okay, yeah. I'm telling you, it's the one. It's the one that would be the one that says, that's where I'd go to play because yeah. they want a championship and I want to get it for them. Yep. Marcus? Because, fellas, it's context. It's context, man. Like, we're not dealing, like, like RC said, we're not dealing with any franchise. Think about where do they, where do they think this quarterback move will make them go? The only option is to win a Super Bowl, right? And, and you say that for a lot of teams, but if you think of these teams, this team drafted and gave away picks just to win that game because the <laughs> other quarterback got him there. And <laughs> yeah. he was a pass away from probably winning it. And then we see Brock Purdy is inserted into there. You have a tremendous amount of success. NFC Championship. We saw this team go to the NFC Championship last year as well against the Los Angeles Rams. So it's not like the San Francisco 49ers are betting that they quarterback going to throw for more yards or they'll be a more <laughs> prolific offense or they'll do something different. Literally, the only reason we have in this discussion is if Tom Brady comes and wins the actual Super Bowl. That's a big old bet. Hey, but here's the thing, no Swag. keep changing our quarterback. Swag, if you just want a quarterback to win that game, mm. what quarterback in the world has won that game yeah. more than Tom Brady? And that's what's going to be tantalizing the entire offseason. We know we can get there, yeah. but who knows how to win? I would just say, don't mess with quarterbacks. They never forget. They're like elephants. So if I'm like Brock <laughs> Purdy and I said, oh, I did all this for you, yeah. and then you went and got Tom Brady, and now this came in and it didn't work, and now you're supposed to love me again, I'm just telling you, quarterbacks don't so what remember. you're saying is quarterbacks are like wives. They're sensitive. Oh. 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 <laughs> I'm sensitive. Oh. I love you, babe. <laughs> I love you, babe. Tell us legitimately. By the way, keep in mind, Trey Lance oh, also ahead, said this today. He'll be ready in four weeks. So he's making sure everybody – Don't do it, please. I'm still in a boot, but I'm going to be ready in four weeks. For much more, let's bring in Jeff Darlington. Jeff, it was just about a year ago that you and Schefter broke the news of Brady's short-lived retirement. As the idea of Brady and the Niners kind of picks up steam here, give us a timeline of when it could realistically happen. Right. Well, first of all, Kevin, we have to understand something. Tom Brady is still under contract with the Tampa Bay Bucks, and that – is until March 13th when other teams can start to contact him. March 15th is when the league year starts. And normally I'd bring it up and be like, yeah, but we know what's going on behind the scenes. Tell that to the Miami Dolphins who thought that they could find a way to talk to Tom Brady behind the scenes and ultimately were docked to draft capital because they never saw the Brian Flores lawsuit and investigation that ultimately came from those conversations. So it's important to remember that that March 13th date probably is legitimate to keep in mind. The other thing I want to point out, though, is that the Tampa Bay Bucks also still welcome Tom Brady back, and they want him back. Tom Brady loves what ownership has done for him there uh, in Tampa. He likes general manager Jason Light. All that being said, I fully understand the San Francisco one, and until we hear the 49ers say that they're not interested, mm. we will be paying close attention. His family lives in the Bay Area, his parents, I should say. Uh, they are getting to the point where cross-country trips are a little more difficult these days. Family came into play when he went to Tampa Bay. I could certainly see family coming into play once again as he makes this decision as well. By the way, he idolized Joe Montana yep. growing up, watching those football games with his dad. So that's another backstory here. Despite being 45 years of age, 
Brady still led the league in pass attempts this season, throwing 34 more than any other quarterback. That's pliability working for you. Now, let's get to the team. Let's get to the team that sent the 49ers on I know you hate this, Cam. What are we doing? It's our lead story here on NFL Live. The Eagles did it with the strength of the best offensive line in the league. Two future Hall of Famers and Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson, along with Milata, Dickerson, and Samalu. Philly rushed for 148 yards, found the end zone four times. Now, the Eagles have now scored Seven touchdowns on the ground through two playoff games. It's been by committee, too. Three different players, Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott. They found the end zone twice. The Eagles are now the only team in NFL history to have three players with multiple rushing touchdowns in a single postseason. All right, we're going to try something a little different here, not only just with a new host. Let's bring in a defensive lineman. We got okay. a linebacker and a defensive back here on the show. All, All three, three levels. levels. Let's go. Right? Let's go. So, Marcus, let's start with you, especially in the trenches. From a defensive lineman's yeah. perspective, what are your responsibilities against the RPO and the zone run scheme that Philly uses so effectively? Yeah, first talking about this, it's like that damn meme when that dude got all them numbers just floating in the air. He don't know what the hell to do to solve the problem. That's exactly what this Philly uh, defense is. But for the sake of time, so Teddy and RC can get in, I think my mentality, fellas, would be to try to declare. Um, And when I say declare, declare if it's either going to be a handoff or you just going to play to the quarterback running the football and then leave that up to Teddy and RC on the back end. I think that would be my approach. A lot of coaches say we'll change it up. We'll try to if at it. But this is one of those situations where Nick Bosa, as you see here on tape, he just he really fakes Jalen Hurts out um, by thinking that he's going to take the dive and then he bounces back out when he sees the tight end. I think I would try to declare this thing fast and try to meet at the mesh point so I could clear things up for Teddy and RC on the backside. Yeah, the first thing I do as a linebacker is I go to the side judge, I go to the umpire, and I go to all officials saying, can I get an illegal man downfield call? Yes. That's what I want first and foremost because yep. all they do is pretend like it's going to be run, but it can be a pass, but then the linemen are down four, yard, four yards and that's illegal. <laughs> so I'm going to tell that first of all. Can I get a call first of all? <laughs> all right, so, so um, he's, Spears is talking about the defensive end position, and we're, now we're going to bring in Karloftis, we'll yep. bring in Clark, mm-hmm. and we're talking Bolton, we're talking Gay. I mean, who's got the response? Responsibility for either crashing down and then the backside for the quarterback read. That's the thing. As a linebacker, I have to have incredible patience. Yeah. I got to read and trust that my defensive end gets his responsibility taken care of, like Fred Warner did with the Niners. He tried to sit backside and be yeah. patient, but that isolates a defensive tackle on the other side. Mm-hmm. So, but in, in, in the Philadelphia Eagle offensive line is so good, they can win that. They can yes. win that matchup. Then I'm Fred, and then all of a sudden I'm pursuing and I'm not there. Mm-hmm. So it's a headache, like we're talking about but I agree with Marcus get it to find does my end have the back or the quarterback and then that's where you start in preparing for well I think the one thing that happens for defensive players is we get used to the repetition of seeing the same things each and every week there are only so many traditional run plays you can have and so now when you get against this kind of college system it's not something we're drilling in practice against our offenses in training camps or in OTA so this week is different I remember when we played Tim Tebow in the playoffs in 2011 2012 and it was the first time we had seen zone read and so we have coach LeBeau who is this Hall of Fame 
coordinator, and he's telling James, Har James Harrison, okay, you're going to take the dive. Okay, James Ferrier, you're going to scrape over yeah. for the pitch. And on yeah. the back end, you're thinking alignment, assignment, and key. I have to play the pass first. Mm -hmm. If Dallas Goddard releases, that's my guy. If I'm in cover four and I have to be inside of number two, I have to play that. And then I'm reacting to the run. And you heard what Teddy said. Okay, Marcus is first going to think take dive or he's going to two gap and he's going to play backside for the quarterback. Now Teddy has to scrape over the top. <laughs> when Teddy's scraping over the top, we're getting Jason Kelsey or you're getting Lane Johnson. And now those guys are in your lap. So he has to beat that block. And now he has to tell me if he's contained or if he's spilling it. And if he's doing that, I have to go from Dallas Goddard, who was initially my coverage, and then I I got to figure out where in the hell I fit mm -hmm. off a of Teddy so the cornerback knows where to fit off for me. And then what happens is Miles Sanders is in the end zone doing that little stupid <laughs> dance, and then Jason Kelsey comes up, and he does the stupid dance next to him, and then Marcus Spears puts him on big man balling, but I'm still trying to figure out where the hell the football is. So let me ask you a question. Do you think it gets defensive players frustrated? As you can tell, <laughs> and absolutely. Because based on what Swaggoo's saying, okay, yes. what I'm saying and RC saying, it makes us think. Yes. Yep. In terms of what do we have to do on this particular play and a lot of times we don't have to do that so as defensive players when you get us sure. thinking it makes us a little less aggressive and yes. puts us on our heels so I Jesus man it, it, it really does listen the other thing that it does that Teddy and RC is absolutely right the other thing that it does and these are the type of offenses you hate to play and both of these guys are go go relate to this they, they they use playing the play the right way against you. <laughs> exactly. That's the hardest type of yeah. defense to play. It, you, all of your technique tells you to play these blocks this way, and that is exactly what they want you to do. That is the difficult part about having that 11th man like we talk about all the time with the quarterback who is Jalen Hurts in the offense because now if I get a down block as a defensive tackle, I'm going to follow the down block. That's been the rule since peewee football. Get your hands <laughs> yeah. on the guy that's going down and try to play back late if it's coming on the outside. Once you play that down block against Philly, they got four people. It looked like a damn punt return <laughs> when they get on the outside and start running the no, football. No, the other piece is this, though. You actually can't be right because the quarterback is making his decision based on you. And then when it's all said and done, you. you're trying to tackle a quarterback that squats 500 pounds. Exactly. Yes. So good luck. Good, good, good luck. for you, Kev. This is a phenomenal segment. Maybe my favorite one <laughs> of the next two weeks because plenty to talk good about luck, when it comes Kansas to the City. Eagles matchup against the Chiefs. We're going to talk about the Chiefs. Don't worry about that later in the program as we're getting started here on NFL Live. And now it's officially spending season for Cincy. Burrow, Higgins, Bates, Marcus telling us why the Bengals can't quite bring everyone back and a little yeah, TV homie. magic. Dan's on his way to the golf course in Vegas, but he and RC still breaking down Patrick Mahomes, how he limped past the finish line in this edition of Touchdown Screen Tuesday. Also, NFL Live is brought to you by Freeform, the watchful eye. Stream new episodes Tuesdays on Hulu. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Got some breaking news here on NFL Live per Adam Schefter tweeting out. The Saints and the Broncos are finalizing compensation in return for Super Bowl winning head coach Sean Payton. Sources telling ESPN this clears the way for Payton to sign with the Broncos to become Denver's next head coach. He's expected to head to Denver as the next head coach. Let's bring in Adam Schefter, who just broke that news. Schefter, a couple of things. That, that compensation, because when you look at Payton specifically, his contract with the Saints goes through 2024. What more can you tell us about this? Well, yeah, they got to finalize the deal with him first, right? Essentially, the Saints and Broncos have a trade in place. And uh, hold on right now. We're waiting for this. Um, and so they're discussing these packages. But it looks like right now it's going to be Denver's first-round pick in 2023 and next year's second-round pick for Peyton and the Saints' 24 third-round pick. So basically, uh, hold on, it's coming in right now. <laughs> I love this. I love what Adam okay, works. So basically, it's the first this year for Denver. Denver trades its first and second round picks to New Orleans for Peyton and the Saints third and 24. But the Saints and Broncos have agreed to the compensation in the trade. Sean Payton will go to Denver as the head coach, assuming that they – are able to finalize the deal, which is the expectation. Mm. That wasn't going to be the holdup in this particular situation. Sean Payton, if you'll notice, was wearing an orange tie on Fox on Sunday. That was not coincidental. He was sending a message to Denver that he wanted to be in Denver coaching with the Broncos. This is what they wanted. They've been talking to him all along. Now, they did go through all the candidates. They did talk to the others. And it's a situation where basically they have a situation where he was going to go there and be Denver's head coach. But Denver talked to him at the outset, spoke to Jim Harbaugh, spoke to D'Amico Ryans, spoke to Dan Quinn, spoke to all of them. But Sean Payne was a guy that they had their eyes on all along. And they've been discussing compensation with the Saints. There were two different packages that they were going over. The Saints took the first package that involved the first-round pick this year, and now Sean Payton has to finalize a contract with the Denver Broncos, and that'll be the situation where he goes in and becomes Denver's head coach, but that contract is not going to be a problem. Shefty, fantastic stuff. Thank you so much. Uh, Once again, the Saints and the Broncos finalizing compensation for Sean Payton. And Payton's expected to be the next Broncos head coach. And let's get a reaction right now. By the way, love the detail in that reporting by Shefty with the orange tie and Payton (laughs) sending the message here. But listen, new ownership with the Broncos. They're not afraid to spend money. They spent so much money with Russell Wilson. They made sure they sent a bunch of picks to Seattle to bring in Wilson. He did not look like the same player. When you hear about this relationship, your first thoughts. That they understand this has to fix 
Russell, Russell Wilson. And obviously, Sean Payton won't be tied to what Russell Wilson does as far as his future in Denver, but they brought him there specifically to fix their quarterback they spent $250 million on. It was obviously below the line for Russell Wilson and also the offense in Denver. And you watch the relationship between Sean Payton and Drew Brees throughout their tenure at the New Orleans Saints, and it was beautiful, and they did play on time. And Drew Brees had uncanny accuracy, uncanny anticipation. And a lot of that was heaped, or a lot of that praise was heaped on to Sean Payton. But that's not who Russell Wilson is. So now you're going to try to turn Russell Wilson into what Drew Brees was. And so this marriage has to work. Russell Wilson is going to have to compromise. But I believe Sean Payton is going to have to coach in a different manner as well with dealing with Russell Wilson as opposed to Drew Brees. It's funny you bring up, you know, specifically this Drew Brees comparison because when Russell was coming out in the draft, everybody's like, he is Drew Brees size-wise. But a completely no, different player. Mentality. No, no, yeah. I get, you know, completely different player from Russell Wilson back in the day to who he is right now. I think it's about personality is what RC is getting to because Sean Payton was, was mentored by Bill Parcells. Mm-hmm. And Bill Parcells used to have this thing about celebrity quarterbacks and quarterbacks that, that craved the attention, craved the fame, craved that everything that went along with the game rather than what the game is all about. I think what, that's where Russell Wilson has sort of strayed to. So Sean Payton, he's going to walk into this situation and, and, and sit down with, the, with whoever was there. And you're, you're telling me it was like, what? You're, you're telling me he was doing what? And he is going to have to come in and almost the reset button has got to be hit on the table like this. That how it was last year is gone, fellas. That's what he has to establish. But Teddy, doesn't he have enough cachet to do that, though? A guy like Sean Payton can come in and he can make those adjustments and I believe be respected in the locker room. And he's he's got a little bit of prick in him, too. Oh, yeah. It's good because I think think that's exactly (laughs) what he's going to need. He has got to go in there and bring in some old Bills Parcells and say, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh. Yeah. This is the way it is right now, fellas. Whatever you knew before me, no, that doesn't even exist right now. And there That's were reports that Russ did want Sean Payton. And I don't think Sean Payton's taking this job if he doesn't have make sure Russ is on the same page considering how much they're well, spending if he, if the he, money if on he get, If he gets 20 to $25 million, man, I'd take a job for the Alaskan Eskimos. I don't know. <laughs> right. Once again, our breaking news, we got more tweets coming in from Schefter uh, with the latest, the compensation here. Denver's 2023 first-round pick and next year's second-round pick for Sean Payton, the Saints' 2024 third-round pick. Swagoo, what do you think about this move right here and the connection and the relationship specifically here with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson making sure they're on the same page? Yeah, I think Teddy and R.C. hit it when they were talking in the ladder. I think this is about Sean Payton humanizing Russell Wilson and making, making him understand that you are one of the guys outside of the guy. And he had a great way of doing that with Drew Brees. And everybody knew when we went to New Orleans and we watched the Saints that this was Drew Brees' team. And Drew Brees was one of the, was the guy that stood head and shoulders above Hall of Famer. But when you got around that team and when you talk to Sean, and I know Sean well, you always he would always talk about, man, Drew is one of these dudes. And, and you got three defensive guys on this show today. When the quarterback is one of the dudes, we, we play better yes. on our yeah, side of the football. Right. Yep. And yeah. we have a different type of respect for what they do at the quarterback spot. And I think, look, all of that stuff coming out about Russ having his own office and, and kind of and everybody was like, why would guys be up in arms in this? It's not necessarily that Russ wasn't a teammate and guys didn't like him. Any type of separation 
excludes you from what we are dealing with in the locker room. Mm. And it doesn't matter if you're there every day. It, it, it's like it's like being being a part of a family, but you abide by completely different rules. And everybody knows that the quarterbacks have different set of uh, standards and they can do things differently and more leniency. But the more and more you can make those guys one of the 53, then the team becomes better psychologically. I think Sean will do that with Russ. And to RC's point, he has the cachet. And the other thing, in reality, Sean can look at Russ and literally tell him if Russ don't want to go alone, I'll be here long after you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, you, I think the, the big thing in this is when you have the type of season the Denver Broncos had and Russell Wilson has, there has to be a level of humility that comes along with that. Sometimes you need Absolutely. the game to humble you, and it will do that. And so now Sean Payton can come in or should be able to come in and coach Russell Wilson extremely hard. Russell Wilson should accept that. And if he does, I believe this can be a marriage that works offensively for the Denver Broncos. But here's the other piece. We've been able to, or outside perception, has been able to focus on Nathaniel Hackett and his inability mm, to yes. coach. Yeah. Nathaniel Hackett's yeah, inability yeah, yeah. to run a team. That's not going to be the focus with Sean Payton. Okay, so now currently after Adam Schefter reporting three job openings when it comes to head coaches around the NFL, and Shefty has much more breaking news coming in. Shefty, what else you got? D'Amico Ryans has reached agreement with the Houston Texans on a new, get this, six-year deal. A six-year contract for D'Amico Ryans in Houston. He gets to go back to the place where he played. His wife is from the Houston area. He goes back there, and it's a situation where the Texans get the guy that they had identified. He flew in last night. He's in the building today. They just worked out the deal moments ago, and D'Amico Ryans now takes over a tremendous situation with lots of draft capital, lots of picks, lots of cap space, and he gets to do what he's going to do here moving forward. Jeffy, thank you so much. Yeah, they had the number two pick in the draft, of course, looking specifically at quarterback in a draft especially in the top 10 that has potential four quarterbacks that could be off the board. Shefty, thank you so much. Looking forward to hearing if we have other breaking news as it's now down to two openings left in the National Get Football one, League. Shefty. Six years. When you hear six years, especially after the back-to-back one-year guys, one and done, you yeah, said yeah. good hire. Why? Yeah. I'm excited about it because if – I'm telling you, a lot goes on in this NFL, and we're looking at recycled head coaches mm-hmm. over and over, and we know what they're going to do, and we know what their process is, and you can anticipate what it's going to be. This is fresh excitement to the league, okay? A great young coach uh, played around the same time yep. we did. We know who he was as a player, excited to see who he is as a head coach, and with all, I'll say, the so-called benefits that it has coming with being the Houston Texans coach in terms of draft capital. So excited for D'Amico Ryans. It finally feels real. Like, like, like let's be real. When they hire Cully and when they hired Lovey Smith, I was like, ah, yeah. this don't really feel right. right? Like it it, it felt yeah. stink. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so now you look at D'Amico Ryan's getting a six-year deal, having the opportunity he's gonna have to get a, to have a chance to draft a quarterback, get his guy in the building, also use some of the cap space that they have. It seems like he has a real chance to succeed. It seems like D'Amico Ryan's, who has earned this opportunity, is gonna get everything that he needs to build an organization and build a program in Houston. And I'm extremely excited to watch him work. And it says a lot and it does a lot for former players getting this opportunity, especially an African-American head coach. And he also knows this organization 
organization really well. I mean, he was a star there. J.J. Watt put out a tweet yesterday of him and D'Amico when they were on the sidelines in Texans uniform. Swagoo, your thoughts on this hire? Yeah, I was opposed to black coaches going coaching Houston unless it was like this. Unless it was something where you could actually build and be a part of what this organization is doing from front to back. And R.C. mentioned it with David Cully and Lovey Smith. Uh, and, and so many guys around the league had tremendous respect for them. But they I, I don't want to say they know that they, they got hired to get fired, but they knew that it wasn't a long-term situation and they knew that their tenure would be short. When I see the six years, that's my focus. Mm-hmm. Like, D'Amico Rans is a really good coach. We watched it on this He's alone. You see how those players responded to him on that sideline for the San Francisco 49ers. He's been in a winning culture and obviously his history with the Houston Texans. Dare I say, the Houston Texans finally got it right mm. with a black head coach. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about D'Amico Ryans shifting the culture in Houston. Because, look, regardless of what fans think and people know, us three sitting here and Kevin DeGondi, we know the type of conversation and connotation that goes on around mm-hmm. the Houston Texans yeah. organization yeah. and when they hire coaches. This is a different day in Houston. And hopefully – we can see that manifesting D'Amico having a lot of success, but also this organization starting to kind of right itself with the black community when it comes to football, but also how they've been going about their business for the last few years of hiring black coaches that were set up to fail. Yeah, and just think of the room. Think of this, his first team meeting right yeah. there with D'Amico Ryans and all the players. They know about what Swagoo just talked about, the six. Yeah. The six-year deal, okay? Now it looks like it, it's not temporary. You're not looking at a head coach thinking, all right, yeah, but I know going well, outlast you, the guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Other, other now people. it's like this is it. This is a guy you, you almost commit to it more yes. when you know the organization yes. has committed to your head coach. And the other thing is this too, like Absolutely. when you look at a guy and and y'all know this, I don't want somebody nobody else wants. Right? David Cully wasn't about to be a coach in the NFL, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Lovey Smith wasn't about to get another head coaching job. This is a dude True. that other teams want. Mm-hmm. This, this just wasn't just the Houston Texans saying, oh, I've identified this guy and I think he can coach. No, this is the Miko Ryans. This is the coach of the number one defense in the entire NFL. This is a guy that was coveted by other organizations. So getting him is a win for us. Yep. We won this time in getting this coach. He's going to be here with me. He's going to help a young Derek Stingley girl. He's going to help a young Petrie at safety grow. He's going to help whatever quarterback we get an opportunity to draft grow. That's important. And I'll say this about fans. In the two coaching situations that we just talked about, okay, Sean Payton and now D'Amico Ryans. Sean Payton's impact can be immediate in terms of what he can do for that. Now, this is a little bit more of a process. Fans have to understand that, okay? You're not just bringing a new coach in here where he he replaces a guy that's like the coaches look to and like, come on, man, get out of here. This is now you, you have your coach. This is our guy. We got need some players with us yeah. here. We got the picks. We have to we have to grow. Fans got to understand that with this situation too. I, and I also think we would be remiss to say this because I know that a lot of people don't watch the Texans play football. This team fight their ass off oh, now. Yeah. yeah. Like if you watch the Houston Texans play football under Lovey Smith, under David Cully, we ended up seeing them in game. They took Dallas to the brink. This year, they went a team to overtime that made the with playoffs. KC yeah. they, and the Eagles. That was exactly a this is this has never been about the buy-in on that roster. D'Amico Ryan's is walking into a locker room with a bunch of dudes that want to win football yeah. games, 
and they are going to play hard. They just going to be better having him as a head coach now. And by the way, when you come in with a new head coach, now he's tied to a potential quarterback, a franchise quarterback yes. with that number two pick. We will see if they want to even move up to number one. You've got C.J. Shroud, Bryce Young, Will Levis. We could see how this plays out. Adam Schefter coming up, of course. We've had breaking news in this B block with two new head coaches, potentially. All right, Schefter's going to come back with much more on Sean Payton. Looks like he's heading his way to Denver, be the head coach of the Broncos. More NFL Live after this. Bam. What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Once again, Kevin Nagani back here on NFL Live and breaking news coming in. Adam Schefter tweeting out with compensation, the storyline specifically. Sean Payton expected to be the next head coach of the Broncos as the Saints and the Broncos finalized compensation for Payton, who had two years left on his contract. And the discussion here is the 29th overall pick, number one first round, I should say, in 2023, as well as a second round in 2024. And there it is. Saints-Broncos finalizing compensation. Peyton is expected to be the next head coach in Denver. And um, it's been a fun afternoon so far as we, we started that B block with breaking news. And, all, of course, breaking news of D'Amico Ryan's going to the Texans. More on that coming up. Back here with RC, Teddy Bruschi, and Marcus Spears. Um, first reaction was, okay, how do you handle things with Russell Wilson? When you look at the defense, though, yeah. this is a unit that can ball, specifically in Denver. Yeah. What needs them happen here, specifically on the offensive side? Well, first of all, I think the relationship you have to build with the quarterback, I think, is most important. We've talked about that here. And, you know, and how 
aggressive sometimes Sean Payton can be just to not start out that way. I mean, I think, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> give it a little flowers first or something to Russell, and then you come in with the hammer a little bit later. But uh, it's all about getting Russ's trust. And I, and I know, I know, it's like Sean Payton's, I mean, he's the Super Bowl winning coach. He should, he's got that, his word has to go through here, but he has to reach him on a level that Russell trusts him, and I think that's important. Yeah, I think, you know, you've heard a lot about Russ's relationship with players, Russ's relationships with coaches, but he wanted Sean Payton. Russell Wilson, for everything that you can say about him, wants to win, mm-hmm. right? Russell Wilson wants to be a champion, and I think Sean Payton is a coach that can bring that. And if you're looking at the Denver Broncos, their ownership is showing that they will not spare the cost. If it costs a certain amount to get a certain human inside their building, they are willing to pay it. But you give away the picks to get Russell Wilson. Now you also give away the picks to get your your head coach. This has to work because if it doesn't work, where do you go from here? Uh, Teddy brought up – Swaggo, I want to get your thoughts here. Teddy brought up the idea of building trust. How do you build trust with Russell Wilson if you're Sean Payton? Yeah, first you already have trust built because you won a Super Bowl and everyone knows around this league that you can coach offensive football. And guys, I'm going to liken this to something that we all saw, competence. We saw Urban Meyer leave and Doug Peterson come in and the Jaguars went to the playoffs, okay? Nathaniel Hackett was incompetent as a head coach. I'm not saying that he's not a good offensive mind or he can't control when he just has that to focus on. He led the 32nd worst offense in the NFL. And I think the head coaching duties were particularly too much. So when you talk about Sean Payton, he's already under, he already understands how to delegate and give people the autonomy to do their jobs at a very high level. He's already built a rapport with one Hall of Fame quarterback that no one wanted because of an injury, and he ended up turning him into one of the league leading passes and touchdowns and did all of the great things that they did in New Orleans. He revived the city in New Orleans after a tough time. No one knows more about that than Ryan Clark, him being a part of that. This is a marriage, man. And this marriage is now going to be led by somebody that knows how to control it all. So, Agu, thank you so much. And, of course, uh, Cam Jordan already tweeting out, aware that they're getting the 29th pick overall <laughs> in the first round from Denver saying this specifically. So, you say we got a first-round pick. Defensive tackle, defensive tackle, defensive tackle. Linebackers like that, too. Exactly. Well, of course, we'll have the very latest on D'Amico Ryan's going to the Texans, a six-year deal. More details coming your way. The former defensive coordinator of the 49ers going back to Houston. Again, a six-year deal. Adam Schefter going to join us soon. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Well, we started NFL Live with four head coach openings in the NFL. Now it's down to two. Adam Schefter with the very latest with breaking news, starting with Sean Payton. What can you tell us, Shefty? Well, Kevin, the Denver Broncos and New Orleans Saints have an agreement in place that will send the rights to Sean Payton to the Denver Broncos, who now will have to work out a contract with Sean Payton, which will be a formality. That deal will get done, and Sean Payton will become the next head coach of the Denver Broncos, barring anything unforeseen, which nobody is expecting at this point in time. And the Broncos will wind up sending their first-round pick this year, along with a second-round pick uh, next year for Sean Payton and the Saints' 2024 third. So basically... Two picks from Denver for Sean Payton and a pick from New Orleans. Sean Payton is expected to get a deal done with Denver. He becomes the Broncos' next head coach. And here's somebody that they've been talking to all along. He was really one of the very first candidates that they spoke with, maybe the very first candidate. They spoke to other candidates, explore other options. Absolutely. But Sean Payton always remained on their radar. And Sean Payton on Sunday wore an orange tie on the Fox set. That was to send a message that he wanted to be in Denver. Now he is, and he'll be coaching Russell Wilson there. By the way, that pick is 29th overall in this upcoming spring's NFL draft going to the Saints. All right, what can you tell us about the Texans and their head coach opening? Well, they finalized the deal with D'Amico Ryans, and it's, what's interesting here is that Houston Texans, who have had two coaches be one and done the last two years, and David Culley and Lovey Smith have a six-year agreement in place with D'Amico Ryans. Six years which is obviously this podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest detroit style pizza in the country there's no competition right now get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save that's the number eight s-a-v-e go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And uh, we may have lost Shefty there, unfortunately. Technology is fantastic. There's just somebody else calling in. <laughs> hey, the That's other all it is. Hey, maybe it's another head coach opening <laughs> being filled because there's two left now in Arizona and Indianapolis, of course. And hopefully uh, Shefty is okay, hitting a, probably a bad Zell spot. Uh, we will have much more of these two uh, breaking news stories, of course, uh, coming up here as NFL Live continues after this. 
Ryan's Adam Schefter reporting 49ers. Former 49ers defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryan's and the Texans have reached an agreement today on a six-year deal per sources. So the Texans have their new head coach, their third one. You can make a case their fourth one in the last four seasons. Uh, ten years in the NFL, that is Ryan's. Uh, he played with the Texans and then the Eagles. He's 38 years old, led an outstanding defense with the 49ers. Congrats, Let's, D'Amico. Yeah, well-deserved, well-respected, and a six-year contract here. Let's get Marcus Spears' thoughts initially on it. What should be the first thing he must do here, especially when you look at this team having the number two pick and the number 12 yeah. pick overall? Uh, figure out which one of them quarterbacks are going to help you win games immediately. Uh, that's the number one thing that every – and we all have pointed to that with Houston regardless of who the hire was. But another direction, Kev, I got to go in RC and, and, and Teddy will relate to this. Dude, they got a first-round draft pick in Laramie Tunsil who is a hell of a tackle. They drafted John Mechie and unfortunately had some medical things, but everybody considered him mm-hmm. a top wide receiver in that draft. They had Cooks. He's, he, he was disgruntled. I don't know. Maybe this changes something in that situation. And when you look at the defensive side, they got Jerry Hughes from Buffalo. They Derek Stingley was drafted very highly. This team has been bad for a while, so they've been drafting a lot of young talent. I think now with a commitment to a coach and a quarterback, you can actually probably get this team to play well earlier than most people are thinking. And you also can't forget about Damian Pierce in the backfield, who was a revelation this year that was a mid-round pick. And if you look at this team, there is talent there. And you mentioned earlier, Marcus, how they're willing to compete. But they do need someone at that head coaching spot to take them over the top. And you got to have a quarterback to do that. Kevin mentioned having the second overall pick and having the 12th pick. Those are spots where you can pick up immediate impact rookies, and we're seeing that more and more in the league. Those decisions are going to be the biggest decisions of D'Amico Ryan's young coaching career because he cannot get those wrong. Yeah, it's almost you'll be defined by what yes. you're going to do now. I mean, the process that I talked about that this will be is, you know, what quarterback do they agree upon mm-hmm. with the 12th overall pick? Now, this is a, a former defensive coordinator for the Niners right. going to a defense that does not have a Nick Bosa, does not have mm. a Fred Warner, no mm-hmm. Drake Greenlaw, no Hufanga. So who does he pick up with 12? Yeah. I mean, right. Is that the defensive player that he's coveted now? Do you trade back from that? So there's a lot that he can do. And having also the cap space is sixth uh, most. Six most. You got money, too. Yeah. So, D'Amico, have some fun. Spend some money. <laughs> pick some players, man. I can't wait to see it. They are great against the pass <laughs> defensively, but they were the worst. Worst run defense in the league. Well, you know what happens, yards per, right? If I can run it every snap, what the hell I'm passing it for? <laughs> <laughs> Again, this will come down. I'm plenty of talk over the next three months. Who do you take at number two? Will you have the quarterback you want at number two? Will somebody jump up and take that Bears number one overall pick? All right, let's get to our other breaking news, as Adam Schefter is reporting. Sean Payton is the man right now in discussions. The Saints and Broncos finalizing compensation for Payton. He's expected to be the next Broncos head coach. As for the compensation, the 2023 number one first-round pick by the Broncos, 29th overall, will be going to New Orleans along with a second-round pick. And then in return, the Broncos will get a third-round pick as well as Sean Payton. Just think about this, guys. When you look at compensation and the ownership with the Broncos, they have committed and sent three first-rounders, three second-rounders, a ton of assets and committed a ton of money to Russell Wilson. I imagine Sean Payton just for two guys. I don't even care. I don't even care if I'm a player there. If I'm a player there right now and I hear about this signing, I'm just like, let's go. Yeah. 
finally, okay, because I can I can imagine watching Nathaniel Hackett as a head coach if I'm a 10-year player, I'm a 12-year player, and I know how this is supposed to go, and it's like, coach, what are we doing, okay? And so now, give me a guy that's got some guts that's going to come yeah. in here and do the right things. It's firing me up as a player. I'm fired for those Denver Broncos, fired up for them because it's like, yeah, you got your guy, someone that's going to do the right things. Yeah, and I think, you know, when listening to Teddy, I think about Ryan Clark in year 10. And if you had a coach that you felt like, I know more than you, yeah. that, that when it's fourth yeah. and five, we're going to decide to kick a 61-yard field goal when we just signed Russell Wilson, that when we get in the red zone, we're going to make decisions to go straight to the pass when the pass hasn't been working and we need to run the football. You see all of those things mm -hmm. as a player, and especially when you play defense, you get upset, mm -hmm. right? If I go out and I'm Justin Simmons and I make a pick, and by the time I sit down and I look at the little board <laughs> and they give me a sip of water, they're hollering punt team, right? What? I got an issue with that. Yeah. And so now when you have a guy like Sean Payton, Sean Payton has a level of respect before he walks into the building. And then every day that he displays that coaching wisdom and that coaching experience, that coaching IQ, you go to yourself, you know what? This is what it's supposed yeah. to look like. Now we got a chance. Uh, he walks into the room and he is him. You know that about Sean Payton. I felt yeah. the Jerry Judy energy here, the frustration. <laughs> if you're a player, you're like, what are we doing? <laughs> so, Marcus, your reaction on this hire, especially when you look at the resume that Sean Payton has. Yeah, man, first of all, Denver, like, let's be honest, fellas, since Peyton left, Denver been a quarterback purgatory. Uh, you can go there. Yeah. And it, like, Russell Wilson became worse in Denver as a quarterback. <laughs> he wasn't great in Seattle the year before they traded for him, but he got worse. This changes everything. Number one thing that the Denver Broncos have been lacking is quarterback play and quarterback development. They've drafted quarterbacks in the first round. They've gotten guys that they felt like were good from a talent standpoint, never could get anything out of them. So if you think about this move that this franchise just made, yes, it's about the team, and yes, it's about getting better. But it's also saying that the most important position in football, we have not been able to get it right for a long period of time. This tells you that now you can. And Sean, if Sean Payton doesn't do anything for Denver, he does that at a minimum with a team that's been starving to have that done. Spiker, to your point, the last time the Broncos made the playoffs, you got to go back to Peyton Manning. Seven seasons, that's the longest playoff drought next to the Jets. And you do not want to be in the same sentence with the Jets in any type of conversation when it talks to playoff success. By the way, Mr. Texan has approved. J.J. Watt weighing in on the news from Adam Schefter. Let's go. You want to re-energize and reignite the incredible Houston fan base? This is a hell of a start. Cannot wait to see what Miko does. One of the best teammates and leaders I've ever been around, H-Town. That's an amazing endorsement from a great player. That's something you're excited about if you're a Texan fan. You know about trust in the process. <sighs> yes, I do. Yeah, and that's that's what it's going to be. With JJ, Nico, go right coach there. the D-line, man. Yeah. Go Ooh, coach that D-line. JJ, that's how we reach. JJ ain't going to coach no D-line. do it for us on NFL Live. <laughs>